So you mentioned the state of exception, and actually, it's funny because I feel like um, everyone, like people, can't stop talking about Carl Schmidt. Like <laughs> it's not just like academics; it's like the pages of the New Republic, which is a little scary. Kind of like don't want like New Yorker liberals talking about the fucking fucking Carl Schmidt. But putting that aside for a second, um, the state of exception. You said you mentioned that you you know, the U.S. Um, post-World War II, like how did it come to be that the U.S. just operates kind of under a permanent state of exception, <laughs> which is how it's basically governed since, I guess, 9-11, right? Or do you think prior to that? Prior to that, and I'll try to explain why. So my, the article and also my dissertation, although the dissertation has a different subtitle, but the article that I published in Administration and Society in 2015, I coined the term to, to explain this, I, I call it exceptionism. And the article and the dissertation are both called American Exception because the state of exception that Carl Schmitt first elucidated uh, gets institutionalized in the United States uh, during the Cold War, that the U.S. is in violation of laws all the time. The CIA carries out things that are illegal all the time. And the common re uh, response to that idea from mainstream political scientists is to say that, well, you know, you're talking about international law and that doesn't really count because uh, the international right. law is really just sort of informal and it's agreements fake. between people. Yeah. Which there's an argument to be made about that having historically been the case. However, in the League United Nations, States, yeah. in the United States, we uh, have the, our constitution and the supremacy clause states that ratified treaties are the highest law in the land, which means that the U.S. is violating the constitution when it violates treaties that we have ratified, we have ratified the UN Charter. The UN Charter establishes that it is illegal to act aggressively against other nations, so to attack them militarily, to try to overthrow their government, to invade them, uh, and so on, to assassinate their leaders. Those are violations of the UN Charter, which is ratified by the US, and therefore violation of the US Constitution. And it's so routinely violated that, uh, you know, you, I wouldn't even try to guess how many things the U.S. has done that would be considered violations. I mean, it would be, I mean, and, and huge numbers of them on a weekly basis where we are violating the U.N. Charter. Uh, you know, I mean, the occupation of Syria is totally illegal right now. We're occupying parts of Syria, completely illegal, unless it had been given approval by the United Nations Security Council. That's the only way it can be considered legal. According to the UN Charter, that's why Kofi Annan said about the Iraq War, it's illegal. Okay, he is not William Blum or Noam Chomsky or, or or some other radical. He's a guy who wouldn't be in that position if he wasn't friendly to Americans. And even he, it was so clear cut, he even had to say it's illegal. So this is this exceptionism. I think is something to uh, that that we if if we really want to be looking to move the U.S. in a positive direction. Adherence to, to international law and domestic law would be uh, a big start to, uh, to, to, to moving in, this, in a direction that's more bottom-up, democratic, uh, transparent, uh, and just. Jeffrey Epstein. Jeffrey Epstein. Jeffrey Epstein. Jeffrey Epstein.